We are going to be getting a financial update uh, from Christian Freeland around 4 o'clock uh, this afternoon. She's going to be unveiling her government's plans to get us through the volatility coming our way. And, yeah, the financial picture has improved thanks to inflation, which always favors governments. It brings a lot of money in that they weren't expecting. But, of course, it's all done on the backs of Canadians who are just being crushed every day by these increases of uh, cost of living. I don't know if you got your heating bill. If you haven't gotten your heating bill, remember we told you last week they'd be doubling. They have gone up. I mean, we did, we've only had our heat on for about four or five days. When our bill was like almost triple what it was. It's crazy. So those are the things. That, and then hydro's going up. So the everyday costs are really crushing people. Um, and it's interesting because Freeland has been using the word austerity of late. That is not a word the liberals use because they have very big spending habits. So it's going to be a hard habit for them to break, especially when you've got the NDP pushing for more spending to hold their deal together. You've got the conservatives calling for tax breaks. So you got to wonder what this financial update will look to. Will it play to their politics or will it play to the needs of Canadians who are really, I think, looking for reassurance as we head into a recession a lot of us feel we're already in. Let me bring in Moishe Lander, who is an economist with Concordia University. Great to have you. I think that hard habit to break by Chicago would have been better <laughs> bumper music then, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I didn't pick the music, but yeah, there's lots of music I could probably use to set the scene for this one. But, you know, it's interesting because they've got an extra 20 billion kicking around because that's what inflation does, brings in money. Um, but they can't just go out and spend it. So, it, it, you know, they're going to have to either do targeted spending to make it look like, like, how do you see Christian Freeland sprinkling things out? Yeah, it's, it's the impossible situation. Uh, they do have an extra $20 billion probably to spend, but if they try and spend the $20 billion, that would be inflationary. And so uh, that would actually exacerbate one of the big problems that Canadians face. If you don't do anything, then you're seen to be heartless and sensitive and any other number of adjectives that you can apply to not spending that windfall. The other thing, too, of course, is that you still have a $90 billion deficit to contend with on the yeah. backs of $350 billion that was only a couple of years ago. So I think whatever it is that she announces today is going to be attacked from all sides and whatever she doesn't uh, announce today is going to be attacked from all sides. Yeah, I mean, she'll be, they'll be attacked, she'll be attacked by, by Jagmeet Singh, who will criticize and yet not, not do anything to pull down the government because he doesn't seem to ever want to pull that partnership. Uh, but one of the things that, that is thought that she might do is kind of target and give a rapid reaction to fill some of the gaps in the employment insurance system. And so that would help some of the lower income workers. Um, you know, out. where do you see targeted spending making sense? It, it does make sense if you're going to do that. Uh, any sort of the existing programs to top them up. So we saw that, in fact, earlier this year with uh, the GST rebate and doubling that, right? Those mm -hmm. types of things work well because legislation is already there. It's just a matter of changing the, the number. And it's something that can be withdrawn pretty easily. The hard part with any of this targeted spending is do you change the incentive then for firms to keep people employed, right? The real risk of if we head for an economic slowdown is that unemployment usually goes up. If you say something like employment insurance benefits uh, are, are going to increase, does a firm say, well, then great, you're fired? Um, yeah. Because I know that at least you're taken care of, right? So again, it's, it's a really delicate line. And you were talking about Mr. Singh not wanting to pull the partnership. Uh, nobody wants to change the status quo because nobody wants to be sitting in her seat right now. Everybody realizes what a poison chalice it is.
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who's the cause of the inflation, who's the cause of the recession. It, the buck will stop with the government of the day um, in charge. And, you know, uh, I don't need to explain it to you, but the hardest hit sectors, um, you know, are going to be the discretionary businesses, all the same very businesses that were shut down and hurt so badly during the pandemic and are also dealing with labor challenges. And so what's in it for them? Um, you know, I know that the spending is is all geared around the dental uh, money that they're going to be spending, uh, sending out. Uh, those kinds of things. But we've got a whole sector that has been brought to its knees and are trying to get ahead. And every time they turn around, there's something uh, up, going up against them. Yeah. And and even there, that's a, an impossible situation too, right? To get up today and say that we are a victim of global circumstances that are entirely beyond our control is to almost admit a, a failure to a certain extent that, well, okay, if it's beyond your control, uh, then why do we need you there? And why can't we replace you with somebody else? So it, it, it's just, it's such a terrible, terrible situation because, you know, the normal situation in which we find these inflationary pressures showing up is usually because of over exuberant consumer spending. And that's not the yeah. problem right now. Um, and the playbook uh, that we would look at is the 1970s, the stagflation with the OPEC oil shocks. But you know, the economy is so different now than it was that even what we thought was good policy back then is almost inapplicable now. So I, I think that everybody's just sitting there hoping that, you know what, tell us the update, tell us the, the projected deficit numbers and exit stage right and don't come back for an encore because uh, it, it's probably going to be more damaging than anything. Yeah. I mean, polling shows that most Canadians, I think the number is 83%, already feel that we're in a recession. I think what, what Canadians really just need is the politicians to park their politics and at least just show, meet our expectations. Tell us what we're going to expect. I mean, the Bank of Canada has gotten a lot wrong. Um, people just want reassurance of what, what they can expect uh, to come at them. Um, and, and need some kind of reassurance. And I just, I, I don't know if we'll get that. I don't know if anyone really knows what to expect. You've got um, some people saying it'll be a mild recession. You've got some people saying, well, we're not going to get a recession at all. And and I don't know if Krista Freeland um, will be that upfront with people as to what is coming. And I think she should be. I mean, if you're older, uh, and I don't know how old you are, but I certainly remember the, the 70s and the gas shortages and all that stuff. I certainly remember the 80s, uh, which wiped out a lot of people. Um, but if you haven't been through this, there are a lot of unknowns that people, I think, would want to know, you know have their expectations measured. Yeah, uh, but she has to be careful that she doesn't spook the markets in the process too, right? Sure. Um, but you know, the thing with the thing with the recession and the slowdown, I, I mean, she's not going to say that recession word. She's going to use every euphemism in the book except for saying recession. But you know, the the I mean, analogy. Where do you think I we guess, can come up for with recession? <laughs> let's make <laughs> a list. Right? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's Slow gonna be a lot of pet names. Yeah. Um, I I think that what she's times. going to. Exactly. I think what she's going to do, if I can use a, a traffic analogy for Toronto listeners here, is you know when you get off the 400 series highway and you've been cruising at 120, 130 outside of rush hour, of course, um, <laughs> when you slow down to like 70 or 80, it feels like you've slowed down, despite the fact that going 70 and 80 now in a 60 zone, you're speeding, right? I think the Canadian economy has slowed down from the fast pace that it was growing in the kind of immediate aftermath post-COVID. And so whatever you want to call it, whether it's a recession or not, it's a slowdown and, and everybody's going to be feeling that part. So, you know, I, I don't think that there's any harm in saying that the economy has slowed down in the last six months and whether it meets the technical definition of a recession, who cares? It, it's a slowdown now. And so how do we get back onto the on-ramp uh, and, and not create, you know, a traffic jam doing it? Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. We will certainly comb through the fine print of it because the devil's always in the detail. And uh, I appreciate your time on this. Thanks. Anytime.
That is Moisha Lander, who's with the uh, economist, is an economist over at Concordia University. So, yeah, we'll wait for that coming out at uh, 4 o'clock. I'm sure John Oakley will have you covered on the dollars and cents and adding up the dollar. And, of course, then all the politicians will jump in, get their talking points in. People just want some truth. What the hell's going on? Get out of our life. Tell us the truth so we can manage it.